0: Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk, producer and host of the Public Relations Review podcast. When I conceived this program, my idea was to provide public relations practitioners with a wide variety of solid, useful information and guidance from public relations professionals across America. And we are doing that. I will continue to cover important topics such as crisis communications and artificial intelligence and other such important topics. But I will also address other issues such as diversity in public relations, marketing to women, public relations trends, various data concerns, and much more. From time to time, I will also invite vendors of public relations products on to help you better understand how these products can improve your efficiency and your effectiveness. You will learn a lot from our podcast, so thank you for listening, and please inform your colleagues about the Public Relations Review Podcast and continue listening. Thank you so very much. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals educators authors and others now here is your host peter woolfolk welcome to the public relations review while today is a solo act this program will provide numerous public relations topics and business information from seasoned practitioners from around the country first however just a small bit about my background without going back too far I've been both a radio and TV host and producer on local and national programs in Washington, D.C., and winning a few awards along the way. I have worked for a national teachers organizations as both media relations manager and television news anchor. Then, I became the press secretary in the U.S. Congress, first working for the late chairman of the House Educational Labor Committee, and then two other senior members. Later, I joined the second bill clinton campaign as press secretary for the state of delaware then managing media for the western united states with the presidential inaugural committee and finally actually joining the clinton administration as an appointee in the u.s department of education at the end of the clinton administration i moved from national tennessee to become the vice president of public relations and communications at fisk university after several years, I left Fisk and founded Communication Strategies in Nashville in 2004. In preparation for this particular podcast, I happened to read an article from Gagan McDonald, the public relations firm in Chicago, concerning the importance of the messenger. But for this particular program, I decided to cover just one half of that important question. Which is more important, the message or the messenger? My position both are important. Today, I'll address just the messenger and the message will be a topic for another show. Now, you and your communications team have worked diligently to put together a great strategy. You fine-tuned and developed a very cohesive story and the message has been specifically designed for your audience. Now, the question remains, who should deliver it? Even the best messages can be drowned out by the messenger whose questions, whose qualities are perceived as less than optimal. So, what are some of those things that you should look for in finding the messenger for your message? Let's start with credibility. Is the messenger credible? And that determination is going to be made by the perceived characteristics of that person. Characteristics that are real or imagined. Consider whether your messenger has the expertise and the knowledge to speak about this particular topic. And most importantly, does the audience believe that they have the credibility to speak about this particular topic? Woe be the person who is a human relations person talking about public relations activities. Point number two is trustworthiness. This is rather difficult to get your hands around but it can really impact how someone internalizes what the message is. Now, this isn't necessarily a measure of the integrity of a person, but how it can be connected to a person's history. So if the head of finance, who time and time again has brought a lot of talk about the latest set of layoffs, that person may not be the most trustworthy source to carry positive news, simply because the audience, their expectations may be so strong that they're going to get more bad news that they will simply hear more bad news from whatever it is that person has to say. Now, point number three, endorsements. This simply means bringing in someone who has a lot of horsepower and is very, very well thought of to give their seal of approval. For example, if you've got some major person in a top officer who has brought the company through a major crisis to introduce your speaker, that adds a ton of horsepower. It also raises gigantically the uh, level of approval for the message to be delivered. So in terms of looking for a speaker, that is one of the things that I would put certainly at the top of my list as I'm selecting who it is that is going to present my message. Now, item four. Item four is identification. Politicians know this concept well. When going to, let's say, a warehouse or a factory, they don't show up in a coat and tie. They show up in a plaid shirt or a golf shirt or something simple and straightforward like that because they recognize that people pay attention to them. Their audience, the receivers of the message, are much more open and receptive to a person who is talking like they talk, looks like they look, and perhaps acts like them, and also can help share some of their experiences. So it's not too difficult to understand why it's a lot easier for audiences to accept someone who has this sort of persona and um, is there. Imagine, if you would, a major or senior person coming in, driving up to the factory door in their Ferrari suit and tie and talk to the staff there, if you will, the workers there, about tightening their belts. Tell me how you think that would go over. I'm here to say that I doubt, I seriously doubt if anybody's going to really pay attention to that one. So anyway, consider that at being able to connect with your audience. The message deliverer must be able to connect with that audience if that audience is really, really going to be receptive. Keep that in mind as you're planning. Now, speaking of planning, here are some other ideas and some other thoughts that I believe should also go into your constructing the speech. Make sure you organize your material in a very, very effective way to help you attain the goal for this speech. You can begin to write down the topic, uh, the general purpose of the speech, um, the central idea and the theme and the main points. When I do a speech, one of the things that I think is very, very important is that I try to grab the audience's attention in the first 30 seconds. I want to say something to them they were not expecting. Hopefully it has a little bit of humor, but it also makes them stop and really pay attention and begin to focus. As you're up there listening to or watching folks listen to you make your presentation, watch for the feedback from the audience and adapt to it. Keep your focus on the audience and sort of gauge their reactions and Maybe adjust your message. Maybe the the pace of it, the volume of it, the enthusiasm and the flexibility. Delivering a canned speech will sort of guarantee that you lose the audience. So, if you're going to do that, I would suggest that you review what it is, put it into your own words, and basically make it yours own. Own that speech. Another great thing is. You know, don't be afraid to let your personality come through. You know, be jovial, be serious, deliver the content you intend to intend to uh, deliver. But you know, don't be afraid up there. Just again, let you become loose. Use some humor. Tell some stories. Effective language. Every so often, as I mentioned earlier, inject an anecdote. And you'll certainly grab your audience's attention or bring it back to you if you believe that they've uh, gotten away from you. Audiences generally like a personal touch in a speech. So if you've got a story that makes, has some relevance to what it is you're talking about, be certain to include that. I always like to write down bullet points. I never really want to give a speech specifically from memory there are too many problems with that and too, too it's too easy to go wrong or leave something out. So, make an outline. If nothing else, write down the bullet points that you need so that you make sure that you cover, cover those issues. If there's something very, very important, make sure you write that down as well. Also, don't be afraid to use your hands and voice inflection. These things, are helpful in delivering or adding impact or enthusiasm or focusing people's attention to so that they know that you're serious and they you want to be believable and you are believable and sincere about it as i mentioned earlier grabbing attention at the particularly at the beginning every so often at the um uh, in the speech i might also just throw in another little Ringer, so to speak, a little something that sort of breaks the ice and not the same enthusiasm. Maybe a very, very important piece of information, a statistic or something that's jovial that'll sort of break the tension. Using visual aids. Most people perhaps use PowerPoints. Well, did you know that you can make additions to PowerPoints? You can put motion into them. There are a lot of things that you can add sound into your PowerPoints. You can do a lot of things with it rather than just the words sitting up there and the transitions. Add as much variety as you can to it that still makes sense. Now practice does not always make you particularly perfect, but I certainly will take the time to rehearse what it is that I'm going to do. Make sure that you go through it, understand where you need to pause, where you need to change maybe this is where I'm going to insert my piece of um, uh, humor, these kinds of things. Giving a speech really, really helps you assert yourself or raise yourself up as an authority on on information or on a particular topic. It can also bite you and cause you major problems if in fact it is a poorly delivered speech. It is not factual, it is not accurate, and it is not timely. So, again, take your time, do it the right particular way, and in the long term, you will be rewarded for this. I certainly am glad that you've taken time to listen. We will, again, as I said, this is a solo this time. We are in the process now of getting our guest list together. And I'm certainly going to look forward to presenting guests from around the country on multiple public relations issues and I hope that you'll take the time not only to join us again but also to let people know that uh, this program is here and we look forward to having you as a guest uh, from now and into the foreseeable future. This is Peter Wolfolk, and thank you so much for joining us. Goodbye. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.